Life support is nominal. The oxygen danger indicator level is yellow. Please remember that this is a non-smoking pirate ship. Hey, hey, everybody. Welcome to GameIndustry.com's The Gin Lounge. I'm John Breeden, your chief lounge lizard, and your host for this episode of the show. Today we're going to be talking about how we, is it crazy or normal, have these attachments to virtual items and virtual things within our games. So that sort of a mouthful that I was trying to say is basically we really like our characters, we really like the other characters that are in games, and uh, we actually um, act accordingly in games basically because of a... Uh, perceived need to help the welfare of the characters that we're playing or the characters that we're interacting with. And this, for some people, has actually translated into virtual goods getting real value. In other words, uh, items and things that you make uh, in a game can be sold for real money. Um, so anyway, let's uh, let's get into this. Uh, actually, I've got Shella with me in the lounge today. Shella all the way from England. Shella, welcome to the show. Thank you very much. So, and Shella, this was pretty much your uh, idea, although I guess it was sort of my idea, really, this time. No, it was your idea. <laughs> okay, I'll, I'll, take, I'll take credit for it. So usually, yeah. usually Shella comes up with all the show ideas. Uh, so, uh, yeah, we were talking, and, and I, I sort of came up with it. But it was... it. I came up with it after chatting with you. We were chatting about Red Dead Redemption, and I was mentioning that I was I was a little frustrated because to get to the Legend of the West, which you have to have level ten in all these these four different areas, um, they've they've got me to the point where I have to I think shoot bears or something like that, and it's and I can't get to the things that I need to shoot because they're in that third zone that I haven't got to yet in the game. So I'm like, okay, well, there's no bears in Mexico, so I guess I'm out of luck for a while until I could get up to the Pacific Northwest. Um, but we were talking about that, and Shelly, you were saying that you were going through that same set of challenges, and you were actually upset because you had to shoot down all these birds. Yeah. At first, I was just, I didn't, I didn't kill any of the... Um, what was it? Was it just crows or was it, I thought it was eagles or something. And I was like, I don't really want to just mindlessly shoot eagles <laughs> just to get some arbitrary, <laughs> I don't know, whatever it is, I, title or not even a title, <laughs> just a level up in a title. I just thought it was a bit, yeah. Yeah, I think, I, I think it's, so I didn't shoot any for ages. And then I was like, I was kind of in between missions or sort of quests. So I was like, Oh, I guess I'll try shooting these birds. <laughs> <laughs> There's nothing else to do. I'll just start killing these poor... I know. It's just, yeah, it was a step once you cross that line. <laughs> yeah, I think... I think <laughs> yeah, I think at first it has you shoot hawks or something, and then... Um, yeah, it was the hawks. It was just like, oh, it seems like such a shame. And then, <laughs> and then you have to try to shoot them from the back of a train, which is at least challenging. <laughs> okay, Because yeah. uh, riding the train, I rode that train for like, because, you know, the game cycles from day to night. And at night, there are like are no birds around. I rode that train from like 12 midnight to like 4 in the morning all throughout the entire territory. I think I made that loop like twice on the train. I'm like, where are the damn birds? <laughs> so I just... I guess they're not nocturnal. I, know, I started shooting jackrabbits and passersby yeah. and whatever. <laughs> just bored. <laughs> so... Yeah, because I think I, I shot a stag. Mm. Yeah, I felt a bit bad about that as well. He had these beautiful antlers. I was like, oh, I thought I was shooting a deer, 
but um, I think there was a, a few of them, and I got this this stag, and I felt a bit bad about that. Oh, but you got the antlers, so you could sell. Yeah, that's the thing, and then it went, you have antlers or something, and I went, mm, antlers, eh? <laughs> <laughs> that was not a deer. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, I know. Uh, also, I I said when I was when I was bounty hunting, I get tired of the. T- I mean, first of all, it's really hard to bounty hunt because the. Um, you have all those targets on your screen and the radar's kind of kind of compact so it's hard to tell if you're shooting your target or you're shooting just one of the idiot gang members so i'm very careful with who i shoot and then usually that means that the guy who's your bounty will get away he'll get on a horse and he'll take off and you have to chase him over like 50 miles of backcountry so i've taken it just my opening shots i kill all the horses in their camp <laughs> and then they you horse slaughter i got charged with horse slaughter once actually in, in, in the game somebody reported me i guess uh so that was that was fun i had to pay off that fine but um but yeah, I, I don't I don't have to go for a run for 50 miles of background. But you were saying you didn't like to do that because I mean if if you have trouble shooting a stag, you have trouble I'm sure gunning down those beautiful horses. Yeah, because I really like just a whole yeah that's a massacre really, isn't it? <laughs> All their horses. The horses are pretty smart. When you gun one down, that they they they're smarter they than bolt. yeah they bolt. They're smarter than the NPCs actually. The NPCs will sometimes yeah, stand yeah. around. The horses they, yeah. horses are like I am out of here. Yeah. <laughs> I saw what happened. True, actually, they do bolt. Yeah, I saw what happened to Fred. <laughs> I'm not gonna yeah, exactly. <laughs> Whereas the others are going, oh, what's going on? <laughs> and the other guys are the 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 actual people are like, well, let me get my gun out and try to shoot back. Yeah. <laughs> like, nah, that's, that's just let me hurl lame insults in his general direction. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the, the... like bush. <laughs> so, so what what is it about? What is it about? Um, is it so? This was sort of what gave me the to- the the topic idea. And before we get into uh, virtual items actually getting real real becoming worth real money, um, just on a, a case of Red Dead Redemption, because obviously you know well we bought the game, but we're not buying horses or anything with with real money. So what is it about the about shooting birds and shooting horses? Is it your connection with like the real animal? Is it that they're rendered so well? What is it that sort of stays your hand and makes you not want to? to kill these virtual animals. Yeah, I suppose it is that the whole world is rendered so beautifully and um, you do feel like you inhabit it. Um, you know, I think things have come on so far, haven't they, in terms of the aesthetic and um, the sort of the mood building and, you know, that to use that most overused of words in the game industry, the immersion is such that you do feel a connection with the things that are... And I suppose in Red Dead, everything is... Um, the detail is is stunning. And I don't just mean the, uh, the, the rendering, but just the, the way that the creatures cut, scuttle away as you ride by and, you know, rabbits come out at evening like rabbits do. And, you know, it just feels um, like a... A fully operating world, doesn't it? Yeah, you you really feel you really feel like you're there. I mean, I I yeah. I have uh yeah. I remember I I just just like the other night I was riding in Mexico and I I had just gotten into Mexico. I've, I've been there for a little while now, but I was on some mission and I I got to the top of like a, a mesa and and I'm 
was supposed to be doing something. I I don't even remember what I was supposed to be doing, like finding some stagecoach or, you know, stopping some train robbery or something. But I got to the top of the thing, and I, I looked around, and it was just so beautiful. I just kind of – and the sun was coming up yeah. over the desert, you know? Yeah. And I was like, wow, I'm just going to stand here for a little while and check this out. I know, that's insane, isn't it? <laughs> so I, I think that's part of it. And I think that other games – are kind of pushing us that way too. I I know with Heavy Rain, I know people that played that game and really got into the characterization where where they did they really made the characters seem real. And when I, I know players because because I watch players uh, play the game, I I've seen when when players uh, see a character get killed or get hurt in some way, they actually feel kind of bad. You know, it's yeah, it's a lot different, and it sort of reminds me of. Uh, I remember when you were talking about Tomb Raider and the evolution of Tomb Raider, and eventually Laura became self-aware where she wouldn't run over a cliff, and mm-hmm. you were kind of impressed with that. And so yeah. that was sort of making the characters self-aware. This is sort of making the game so good that they sort of become self-aware in our own heads. Yeah. Well, I think that's what Ico did, because Ico was the first game where I saw the character being self-aware and not running off the edge of the cliff. Mm-hmm. And oh, and you love that was, you know, <laughs> yeah, the ending of that was just you know you're taking care of that girl and feeling just so responsible for her and um yeah, it's just beautifully done and without language too. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, I guess they talked a little bit, but it was a fake language and you. Yeah, it was a fictional language, but um yeah, and the the ending so it was like that extra little ending um, where they washed up on the shore and it was just stunning. Yeah, I actually didn't play it all the way through. I played it for a while. I never... I never God, you soulless beast. I know. I was just like, uh, I, I don't know. It just it didn't speak to me the way it did to you. It was a good game. I liked it. I just... I never got a chance to finish it. I, I actually wanted to play Shadow of the Colossus too and I never got... That was one of the PS2 titles I never got to, so... Yeah. Although that'll be out on the PS3 through the PlayStation Network soon, I think. So maybe I'll try it again there. So another reason to buy a PS3. Oh yeah, the PS3. Team Ico is my number one reason to buy a PS3. <laughs> yeah. Well, I forgot to mention. Um. But well, by the time this show runs, the show runs E3 will be over. But uh, the reason that it's just me and Shella in the lounge today is because a lot of our staff is working on uh, the E3 show and the E3 coverage, and uh, so we're gonna have a we're gonna have we will have had a show that would have come out um, during E3, so that's pretty cool. So that's where everybody's busy, busily working. <laughs> so now, as far as um, so, what Shell and I have talked about so far is the um, the the games becoming uh, almost seeming like real games or re- reality, where where we act accordingly and we don't like to shoot birds and things like that. But a lot of people in a lot of games, especially in the MMO community, take this a step further, where people are actually paying money to get objects or to get status or things within the game. Now, Shell, you play a lot of MMOs, but you haven't, you haven't, uh, this is weird because it would seem like you would be uh, susceptible to this since you have such strong feelings, but you haven't actually spent real money for virtual objects yet. No, um, I mean, partly it could be um, the way I play and my, um, my approach, um, and partly, partly it's because I see buying virtual objects as a money-making scheme mm. um, and I'm not buying into it. Um, partly it's because I also 
don't believe in levelling up and getting to the end game as fast as possible. I like to play MMOs because I like to play them. Um, not because I just want to get to the end and be uber and like wave my big sword around. <laughs> um, so I think a lot of the thing with uh, buying virtual stuff for MMOs is the the grind fest kind of mentality, you know, where you have to like grind the game every day and, you know, be sort of leveling up as quickly as possible and, um, you know, this sort of race to get to the end. And I think that perpetuates that kind of, yeah, placing this sort of monetary value on it. Yeah, I think you're right. Buying Uber stuff. A lot of the uh, a lot of the companies that um, parti- that run MMOs um, are, are setting up their own marketplaces because they got tired of of basically they're losing money because I mean they make because other people are making money from it. Yeah, they make a big deal about like gold farmers and things like that and how they yeah. ruin the economy. But I think they're real anger towards the gold farmers is that the some some gold farmers making the money and not not sony or not exactly. not ea so they set up their own markets and a lot of the things that you can buy in the markets uh that the actual markets where you spend real money to get things are like you say they're convenience items they're things like potions that give you an extra 10 percent experience mm. or or a sword or something like that so generally don't participate in in it and i i, I agree with you that i think a lot of it is is a money-making thing and the other side of it is um, also for a lot of it is cosmetics you know it's like hey I, yeah. yeah I want to have a cooler hat or a sword or something I know I just kind of resent it really I think it kind of um, takes away from the sort of immersion in the world because it's just like you see somebody running around with something and you think oh yeah they just bought that <laughs> like you know you can see the stuff that people can buy you can tell and it's just like Oh, well done. <laughs> Very much congratulations. You spent $2 on that. Yeah, yeah well, I, I know on the um, on the PlayStation Home, which I go into once in a great while, um, and a lot of that is almost every – because Home, it does, doesn't have any goals to it. I mean, you go and you, you watch movies and things like that, but there's no, like, quests or anything. So the, buying the objects, which is huge there. People buy LucasArts lightsabers and Boba Fett outfits and things like that. And it's it's basically, like, just to look cooler than everybody else. Yeah. And I actually started to like Home a little bit better because I played Dead to Rights Retribution. And one of the cool things about that game was as you complete achievements in the game, you won outfits, outfit pieces in Home. So by the end of the game, I I had a full RoboCop outfit. (laughs) And I look darn cool in Home now, so I... Yeah. I like to log in and walk around, and people are like, man, you look awesome. How'd you get that? Um, but at least I can say I didn't buy it. I earned it by yeah. playing this game. So. Exactly. <laughs> so that was pretty cool. So, But up until then, I was pretty and, – and I will say that one of the things that Dead to Rights Retribution doesn't give you is a hat, and I really want a hat. So the other night, I was looking through the Sony uh, – one, uh, one, one of the malls to try to buy, like, a cowboy hat to go with my cop outfit. Um, so, but it, the, the one that I want is, like, 50 cents, so I don't feel too bad spending 50 cents. Yeah, that's how they get you. Ah, yeah, the first taste is 50 cents, kid, and then – 
free slope. Um, there was an article on um, virtual goods in a, on a site called TechCrunch, and um, the woman who was writing the article actually made a very good um, play for I – don't, I don't necessarily believe her, but she says um, she buys virtual items for her MMO characters all the time, and she's talking about more of the functional stuff. And her, her example and why she says it's worthwhile is this. She says, for example – Struggling along as a level 20 character might give me, she calls it, 20 units of personal satisfaction per hour. Okay, so whereas possessing a level 20 character with a very powerful sword might confer 50 units of of uh, enjoyment per units per hour. So in this case, she would be willing to pay the equivalent of whatever amount generates the incremental 30 units of personal satisfaction for the sword. So I I guess I guess some people think that way. I mean, she's basically saying what you were saying, Shella. It's just she she plays the game differently than you do, I guess. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so interesting. And then uh, we also have there are certain sites, uh, for example, like Second Life. I wanted to bring up Second Life is probably the biggest one where their virtual currency actually has a value in in the real world. I believe it's about two hundred and sixty five Linden dollars. To one U.S. dollar, so yeah, that's what about Eve Online because that's like used in the sort of London School of Economics as a sort of economic model. Eve Online is big now. The 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 difference with Eve Online is that it's interesting. Eve Online almost encourages people to cheat each other and to steal from each other because they consider that part of the game. I mean, it's it's yeah. it's like a space game, you know, and, and I guess mm-hmm. there are pirates and stuff out there. So if if you get yeah. if you get so there are like stocks and shares in minerals and stuff there, aren't there? There there are. Um the game that uh most people refer to is this game called uh Entropa Universe, which I I've, mm-hmm. I've never played. I've played Second Life and I've played um uh, Eve Online, but I haven't played Entropa Universe. But Entropa Universe uses dollars as well. Uh, oh. They're called ped dollars, um, and I believe they're more a ten to one ratio. It's ten ten ped dollars equals one U.S. dollar. Oh, that's quite, yeah, that's quite it's quite strange. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it, well, and what happened was the reason that they're famous is that in two thousand and four, an island on Project Entropa sold for $26,500, real dollars, not ped dollars. And somebody, somebody bought that. Um, and apparently they, they, um, they purchased that and then what they plan to do with it is they plan to parcel it out and then resell it to other people. Um, so like, Real estate. Yeah, basically. Well, and then, and then, it, uh, just I believe it was last year in that same game, somebody paid one hundred thousand dollars. Well, actually, they paid in um, they paid in British currency, so they must be a Brit. It was fifty six thousand two hundred British pounds, so it's equivalent of like a hundred thousand U.S. dollars. And they bought a space station in that game. <laughs> oh my god! Yeah, and they pl- they say they plan to turn it into a virtual nightclub um, and charge people to come and play there. So, I don't know. I I almost seem like I mean. It's amazing to me that some gamer has a hundred thousand dollars of disposable yeah. income lying around. So I know, but see, I mean, I I play MMOs, but I I don't get that leap. <laughs> I just don't get it. The, yeah, well, the thing with the, the I wonder if the guy I wonder if it's actually one guy who like really likes the game who decided to set this up, or I wonder if it was like 
he's the front for like in a team of investors or something. I, I mean, yeah. I don't know. I can see going to the bank and trying to get a hundred thousand dollar loan. And, I know. Why? See, I've got this great plan. Night <laughs> club. It's gonna be so cool. Yeah. Oh. And the guy's just like, uh huh. Well, they'd be like, oh, a nightclub. Where is it gonna be? Oh, it's on a space station. <laughs> Right. <laughs> I'm I'm sure they'd be forking over the money, especially. I think that was bought before the economy crashed, but still. <laughs> yeah, I wonder what the recession's done for space stations. <laughs> I I don't know. I'll have to I'll have to check in. Like I say, I've never played that game. I did play Second Life, but uh, I yeah. again, and I can see where. I mean, Second Life was pretty cool. The it was a really nice community. I mean, I was walking around. Really? Oh, the the people were extremely nice. I mean. They, it was almost like a collection of like engineers. I was walking around. I, I, I was, well, I, that doesn't make it sound interesting. Well, let, let me finish. So I'm, you know, I'm a newbie. I don't know. I mean, they create things. They create. I mean, if you, if yeah. you want a house in that world in Second Life, you basically build it somehow, mm-hmm. um, and you program it to do things. I guess um, because I'm walking around, I was a total newbie. And normally, when you're walking around as a newbie. What happens? All the experienced players come and tease you and call it, yeah. call you names or whatever. But in this, they were like, "Hey, are you new here? Check this out. I just built a motorcycle and it actually works. Here, you can have it." And they give me, oh. and they like giving me all these objects. So, the, so there I am riding around this motorcycle. Oh, wow. really cool. Yeah, it was really cool. But I mean, I was like Woodstock <laughs> the game. You know, and I looked at the, and you can look at the the objects. You can look at the programming code, so you can see how he built the motorcycle and why it why it makes certain sounds and how, why it goes certain speeds and stuff. And if you knew about programming, you know, I I could see where you could have a real home there. Right. Uh, yeah. But for me, it just really wasn't my type of game because it, you know there weren't any like quests or anything. It, yeah, it wasn't like a tra- game in a traditional sense. Yeah, I didn't. I didn't. I mean, yeah, I could go visit the virtual senate or the CNN building and read news and stuff like that yeah see i never did second life i never never i think i did have a very brief look and just kind of didn't get it (laughs) yeah i mean if i could figure out a way to turn those linden dollars into real dollars then that would be kind of cool and i'm i'm assuming people do i mean if they're paying you know real money to buy this stuff then i assume they must have some sort of a end strategy into to making that back yeah so I mean, how popular is it these days? Because it was like the big thing for a while, wasn't it? And, you know, you had, I don't know, the Nike shop in there and stuff like that. Oh, yeah. Well, I know a lot of those corporation shops are still there. Oh, okay. I mean, but I I don't know uh, how popular they are or anything. Mm. It's it's interesting, um, you know, but it's just one of those things. I mean, like like you say, it's people that play games differently. So Yeah, it's like the whole Facebook thing and... And the games on there. Oh, definitely, game. definitely. Yeah, we had yeah. we had that show on uh, virtual or on online game on Facebook and social networking type gaming, and that that was very interesting to see how that worked. Was Greg on that? Greg one? was on that one. Yes. Okay. And yeah, he had to be. He is the king of Facebook gaming. <laughs> he was like the lead guy on that show, and he was telling everybody about how he tries not to invite friends but apparently uh that that's how they get you they're like hey you know click here and you'll get 10 virtual dollars and all you have to do is invite oh, yeah. 100 of your facebook friends to come play mafia wars you know i used to do it because i used to play the uh superhero one uh, it's like who can i invite today 
bust and bite someone. <laughs> you know, with your personality, I cannot believe you're not spending real dollars yet on these games. Uh, <laughs> but I don't, I don't play that anymore though. I just sort of, I was like, no, this is ridiculous. <laughs> Stop it. <laughs> so interesting. Well, I thought it was, I thought it was a good topic that we could talk about. So I think that, I think that the fact that games are becoming more realistic is probably one of the reasons why we have such a such an affinity for these games. And then the natural extension, I guess, is the other thing I was going to say about um, games like Red Dead, and it's similar with Fable Two with the dog. Mm-hmm. Um, cause I quite fancied being an evil guy, but, um, you kind of had to beat your dog and stuff, and I just couldn't bring myself to be mean to my dog in Fable 2. And it's, um, similar, Red Dead is similar because they've both got a sort of morality system, don't they? Right. And that seems to be a thing, a fee, a running theme in games, um, these days with lots of sort of adventure games and things, doesn't it? To have a morality, um, uh, sort of uh, a sort of moral compass running through and you make choices on one side or the other um, and so I suppose that affects the way you make your decisions as well doesn't it um, yeah because I find that with Red Dead because what what is it it's um uh, yeah the m- honor, honor right honor yes yeah so you kind of you, you sort of you second guess things, you know, before you make any moves, you think, well, do I want my honor to go down? And, you know, it's sort of um, so that kind of influences the way you make your decisions, doesn't it? You know, I uh, I hadn't considered that, but I think I think you're right, because like I, I also try to play, well, at least in the first playthrough, um, which uh, the way I'm going is going to take another couple months. But <laughs> I'm trying to be, you know, the high honor. And I've got the I've got the spiked honor and I've been yeah. I've been given the duster because I was such a nice guy so far and stuff. Yeah. And yeah. I think that. I think that it does make me feel good in a way because I I I I'm like wow I'm a really good guy I just I know yeah <laughs> well I think we both pretty much we both play um, to the sort of paragon side and we are the light to Todd's dark because <laughs> he always plays the evil twisted <laughs> side of the coin doesn't he Yeah I always say that I'm gonna go back and play as the evil character but I almost never do. <laughs> Yeah, me too. <laughs> so, but I'll have I'll have to try that. So, so Shell, I guess for a final question. So, um, do you see any set of circumstances for you, uh, where you would you would start spending real dollars to get virtual items, or do you think that that's something that you will completely be out of now and forever? Yeah, I mean, I really don't. I I just. <laughs> Because it just goes against my grain, which is just being sucked in by some lame marketing spiel by some big company um, to like spend extra money. When I've bought a game and I've bought a console, it's like, uh, no, <laughs> sorry, you've had my money. Now I'm having my fun. <laughs> yes, you, <laughs> <For free. laughs> you've, you've earned that break. <laughs> so. Yeah, exactly. That, that makes sense. Well, uh, people who are listening who want to tell us uh, uh, about um, things that they've bought that they thought were valuable or things that you bought and you thought, man, I really got gypped. <laughs> I would yeah. I would have been better off buying a plastic sword. Um, 
<laughs> please write us at ginlounge at gayministry.com. We would love to hear from you. Um, we will also accept virtual gifts from almost any game. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I'll take virtual gifts. Sure. <laughs> yeah, sure. Yes. Yeah. Send, uh, please send a new horse to Shella or something. <laughs> or a new hat. So we'll let you know how to do that. Um, so, all right. Well, uh, uh, I think our. What about you, John? Well, I suppose you've succumbed already. A little bit. You're already shopping for virtual. Hats. I'm looking for a fifty cent hat. You know, I'm, I'm thinking I'm going to pull the trigger on that one at some point. <laughs> so, I mean, I'm like, I can either buy a soda or I can have a cool hat. And you know, if just if just one of those damn Gen X players, one will fulfill your life more. Well, you know, if just one of those Gen X players who are so freaking cool in PlayStation Home look at me and go, "Wow, that guy's cool," I'll that'll be worth it. Every cent. <laughs> you don't have to know that I'm a 30-something uh, old editor and not an 18-year-old cool guy anymore. So, so yeah, that's worth that's worth 50 cents to me, I think. <laughs> yeah, why not? <laughs> so, all right. Well, thanks, uh, Shella, and um, we will uh, we'll check you out uh, in the lounge uh, next time we have we have a show, and uh, maybe uh, we'll be wearing either real or virtual hats. You never know. Yeah, <laughs> with bells on so people can hear we're wearing hats. Oh, pretty cool. Let's do that. All right. It, it, all right. Well, it's a plan. All right. Take it easy, Shell. I'll see you next time. Okay. Bye.